Is that in uh, Pucker Butt, Tennessee? Welcome to Beer Plus Three, where we attempt to solve the world's problems one beer at a time. With us today is the usual suspects. There is the Rictifarian. Greetings. Also, the Brienne. Uh, Brianna. Uh, Oh, God. (laughs) Hi. Also, joining us today are two wonderful and special guests. Uh, All the way from Sweden, we have the Davenator. And finally, after months in hibernation, (laughs) our very wonderful and good friend that we all love very much. We do? Well, maybe not Brianna. (laughs) I just married him. It's fine. The the father of her uh, uh, growing child. Uh, It is Brandon. I I love you guys so much. I'm not hibernating right now. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are on the verge of a huge life change. What beers are you going to choose to celebrate it with? <laughs> well, I, I don't know what his tastes are yet. I don't know if he's a dark beer drinker or a light beer drinker. We should know pretty quickly, though. <laughs> what? Well, the the dark beer tends to arouse suspicions in people. And, you know, like if you're in public, it just looks a little too dark. So it, the lighter beers will, will you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. That look like juice. So, so uh, yeah, right. When we used to give our kids beer in a bottle, they would just go with the lighter colors. And she's right. They would assume it was just apple juice. Did they have nitro beers that looked kind of milky? Don't waste that on a kid. Oh, okay. They haven't developed the, the, you know, they don't have the palate to appreciate it. in the lambics, because then when they take your kids away, they can transition to juice more easily. <laughs> Good advice. You know, Dave, I do want to talk to you about some good parenting tips. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> there are no good parenting tips. That's the secret. Marry a person that's a better parent than you. <laughs> I check that one off the list. <laughs> then you're good. Like that's ninety percent of the job. Oh my god! If I wasn't married to Bree, I would be in abject terror every moment of the day. <laughs> Thank you. My, my, son, my son would be a dysfunctional robot with all bad traits. That's actually, you know what? You said that as a joke, but that is actually really good advice. <laughs> <laughs> I, that is true of me and Deanne. I mean, I remember when we brought Alex home from the hospital, I was absolutely fucking terrified. I was literally, I was like, oh my God, they're letting us go home with a living being that we have to take care of now. And I was just, we, we were like, I was like terrified the whole way home. And just kind of, you know, she knew it needed to be done, but I was like a mess. Yeah. There was no way. I think I had to be trained. <laughs> yeah, we're, what, what store do I go to for the baby chow? <laughs> I mean, there's pet stores. Are there baby stores? You can just pick up like a... <laughs> I believe it's called a feed store. A feed store. <laughs> you just put it, you just give them like half a bowl at first. That's all they need, you know, and just right on the floor, they go to it. If you're if you're if you're versed in how to how to perform child CPR, you can start giving them whole foods at like two days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty much the same it's, thing, right? Yeah. It's the classic dilemma. I yeah. mean, do you coddle them or just push them in the water and let them swim? Well, <laughs> I mean. Um, I would say one month old is probably a little little too early to do the push them out and swim. Um, you know, it's just not, they're not ready. 
Yeah. That's just my, my expert kid, opinion. Unless your kids are fighters. <laughs> yeah. You only want to keep the warriors. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's Isn't true. Isn't that what the, the Greeks did? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure that's the Spartans what the Greeks did. did that. The Spartans yeah. did that, yeah. 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 I don't know about that. They're not good examples but. to follow for child raising. I don't necessarily if you know if you remember that story, but they lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I like people who win. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> they lost, Jesus. but they did it so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But the thing is, it's not like this is an Oscar clip. It's not like this uh, I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was a great visual stunt for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> podcast gold here. <laughs> Plus three. Nice. So you you think you're the one who would be like the not ready, and you're the one who's got your shit together? I got my shit together. Okay. What are you talking about? <laughs> Fuck. She'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's a lot more confident than I am. Co- competence remains to be seen. Yeah. But have she either definitely has you, the experience. Have either of you ever changed a diaper? I've changed over 400 diapers in my life. Oh, there you go. You're, you, you're way ahead of the curve. Were they all on Brendan? Uh, only one, actually. <laughs> okay. Oh, that Boy, one. Yeah, oh, I man. I forgot your 40th that. birthday was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people listening to the podcast are going to, oh, they're joking. <laughs> no, I think no. that's on the podcast at no. some did point. Did we talk about yeah, it? I'm sure oh, we did. Jesus. All right. And I, I, I was the first one at the finish line, Tim. <laughs> yes. I lit a little bit out, and I was like, I can't do this. I dropped out of, <laughs> I dropped out of the race early. <laughs> About, parent, about parenting from Sarah and I, it's really quite interesting. Fortunately for us, hopefully for Nathan, is that she's an excellent day-to-day parent. Like she, she, and she's really good at, at and we and we discuss things. So I mean, we work as a team, but she's a very good day-to-day parent. But she's not the best emergency parent. Oh. Like when when things go awry, she gets really flustered. And it's difficult for her to make decisions. Whereas I'm really, really very good at making decisions and seeing them through in emergency situations when schedules get changed on unawares and we're not really sure what to do, or when um, when all of a sudden like the babysitter cancels or you know things like that. And so I'm a really good emergency parent. Yeah. And she's really she's a really skilled everyday setting schedules and things type parent and so when we coordinate and cooperate um it, it tends to work out very well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that we haven't gotten in some really quite heated debates about the appropriate way to do things <laughs> heated debates <laughs> so, so 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 like uh i can i can just hear it now one month is too early to just throw them in the pool no he's he's fine i, I think he's drowning okay clutch situation honey i'll jump in <laughs> that's the way right? she's like should we is he all about to do that i'm like well let him try like if I mean, if it doesn't work out, it'll probably only do it once. Who's the, <laughs> so with you guys, who's the good cop? Who's the bad cop? Uh, I'm the good cop. I <laughs> uh, I, but I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the things that he wants, like I'm more fun, and I'm less, I'm not necessarily more fun overall. 
but I'm more unstructured fun. Yeah. Like, okay, you don't want to go to your friend's house and you want to sit at home and play video games? Cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm cool with that. You're not really very tired right now and you've been away and, okay, you can stay up a little bit later, you know, things like that. Yeah, that's and, that's definitely well, good cop behavior. <laughs> I'm, I'm that so, way too. It's not always the case because I'm a little bit more strict when it comes to... Um, like saying saying please and thank you, like I will I'll call him out at any opportunity at, at at almost every time. Yeah. And Sarah sometimes she'll just have to be like she'll she'll see that I'm about she's like just relax he's just playing with his friends it's not a big deal and I'll be like okay so I mean it's situational. Yeah. So I'm the I'm the type I'm the type of parent where it's it's morning time and it's. 20 degrees 20 degrees below and Nathan wants to wear shorts and I'm like all right wear shorts <laughs> yeah you know I'm I'm I'll, I'm, I'll bring, oh, I'll bring a change of clothes but I'll be like all right cool wear shorts I'm not going to force you to put on I'm not going to hold you down and put on long pants you're going to realize very quickly that long pants is a better idea yeah so yeah, take it away boss yeah you know oh you don't want to put on you don't want to put on your shoes when it's time to go out and it's raining outside well, that's fine. You can walk to your walk to the car in your bare feet, and it's gonna it's gonna really hurt your feelings. Uh, I'm cool with that. I'll bring this. I'll bring this. I'll bring the shoes, and we can put them out of the car. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm uh, I'm I'm the good guy too in in our in our house, but um, I'm really good at getting the kids to do things, making them think that it was their idea. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the manipulative. Guy. I am very manipulative. I'm I'm, uh, I'm good at it. I, I didn't realize how good I was at it too until I had kids, and then I was like, I, "You're like all this time I had no idea. This is one of my finest you know, attributes." You know, when something has happened in the house and neither one of them will admit who did it, I just I get them together and I go, "Okay, well, you're both punished until one of you confesses." Oh yeah. And then and then what? I'll just lay it on heavy, and then I'll go and then I'll go. I'm going to give you two minutes. Where whoever confesses, there will be no punishment. Two minutes. So I'll make it like this horrifying situation and then give them a really easy out. And, then it's like, <laughs> and it works every fucking time. Every time. One of them will just go, all right, it was me. I go, okay, the other one can go to your room. And I was lying about the punishment. <laughs> <laughs> and they still fall for it? <laughs> it's weird. Well, because they know. Because every they know. Time. The one who's guilty knows the other one's going to make his life, his or her life, I say his because that's usually the case, but <laughs> his or her life miserable from that point on if they don't do it. So it's just like, it's like coming at him from all angles. It's like, all right, you're about to get crushed in the in the giant trash compactor, but now you've got your one little out, so See, take it. <laughs> that didn't work with my brother and I. We stood staunch together. Like, oh, we'd you got, go down oh. with the shit. <laughs> we would See, make each other miserable, but we were still, we would not own up to that shit. <laughs> well, there's there's some prepar preparatory manipulation there. You have to divide and conquer. Yeah. you got to undermine that uh, sibling oh, yeah, yeah. trust yeah. between the two of them <laughs> first before you play that card on them. So to properly discipline <laughs> And your children, you have to completely destroy their relationship. <laughs> Absolutely. That's you know, awesome. You know, as, as soon as they start bonding with each other, you pretty Step much lost. Step in. <laughs> Enough of that shit. <laughs> Go to your rooms. <laughs> I wish my kids would bond. God, they hate each other. I talk to them, too, occasionally about it. Like, I'll get one of them by themselves, and I'll go, what's the deal? Why, why can't you guys get along? And it's like both of them, pretty much word for word, the same thing. She's so annoying. 
I hate her. She's annoying. She makes me annoyed. It's just like, why? Why? What is it that she or he does that annoys you? And do you ever say uh, you should avoid the annoyed? <laughs> you know, Rick, this is some really valuable information. <laughs> yeah, you guys are going we're gonna stop at one. <laughs> I have to say, being an only child, it was um seeing this, I'm I'm like, I'm glad I didn't have to live with this complication. When I something when I fucked ball. up in the house, it was obvious who did it. There was none of this like whenever there was something really fucked up in the house, it was usually Jeff. <laughs> It wasn't me. <laughs> it was my non-existent uh, sibling. You know, like a cat or a dog would knock some shit over, children. and I get blamed for it. Yeah, we've talked about this. Are before. you an only yeah. child too, Dave? No. Okay, good. So uh, I, have, I have a brother and a sister. Oh, good. So you and I were on the same team. Cool. Same team. <laughs> the team. The team that hates everyone. My, my, mom, <laughs> my mom divided and conquered us, and then my brother moved out when he was thirteen, and I didn't talk to him for fifteen years. So. Wow. We, we were definitely not on the same team. Wow. <laughs> My brother and I got along for most of our lives, and one of us, me, hit puberty. Um, not so much anymore after that. Then the other one joined me in puberty, and then we were just dismissive of each other. And then I went off to college, and now we're just like, we see each other on holidays. Hey, how's it going? That's fine. You still into the awful politics? Yeah, how about you? Yep. Okay, we're just going to not talk to each other. Cool. Even now, my brother and I, my brother and I are best friends. Wow, that's cool. Like we, when we're when we're together, we're it, it's it's disgusting to watch us because we really are, uh, we really are totally in love with each other. It's stupid. Did, was that for? Did <laughs> that happen awesome. be, for a specific reason, or was it just because you had a long period of time in your life where you weren't around each other? Uh, he realized that I was right the whole time. And just came <laughs> See, I'm waiting for my brother to figure that out. I just I keep telling myself when like he's 30, that. he'll realize that I'm right. So I have five more years to wait, and then he'll figure it out, and we'll be friends. Okay, again. we need to have an episode where the siblings are on to have their oh uh, god, to no, say their, let's not do their this. Piece. Also, 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 I joined the military, and that changed me a lot too. Yeah. So I changed a lot, and then he changed a lot, and we happened to come together at just at the right time. So good. Let's go. And he realized that his life was all fucked up and he should have listened to me the whole time. Also. <laughs> okay, we won't challenge that because there's... <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, in my house, I'm just the guy on the couch. <laughs> that's, that's what I am. The guy on the couch. God, what what movie was that? Was that Half Baked? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Stephen Wright plays the guy on the couch. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do a good job, Jeff. You do thank you, job. thank you. That's my parenting technique. Guy on the couch. It's always got to be one. Mm-hmm. Can't have a house without one. Yeah, it's the guy on the couch. So this uh, this beer that you brought, uh, Jeff, the Boundary Bay. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a good summer beer. I'm surprised. Yeah, I've I've tasted very few of their beers that I really liked. I I really like this one. I would lot. totally drink this and play baseball. At the same time, oh, you'll be yeah. running the bases. <laughs> I only play sports that I can drink and do at the same that's time. Oh, that's the, right. The beer yeah. hats. Yeah. That's where the beer hats come in. <laughs> the beer hat. We talked about bowling as like the perfect sport because you can drink. While Isn't that why sitting. they invented the camelback thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fill it with uh, vodka or something and just go for, you know, playing baseball or something. I like oh. It. I like it, too. Yeah. 
I'll have to tell you guys about my wife's wonderful day yesterday after we talk about the yeah. beer. Um, oh, after we turn off the mics? <laughs> no, I'll do it on the mic. Okay. It's too good. Um, but, <laughs> she did listen, right? <laughs> um, no, but I would let her hear it. I mean, I wouldn't hide it from her. She you probably wouldn't be happy more, about that. And you have more. But yeah, I, I really, I like this a lot. I don't know if I'm imagining it, but there's like a kind of a fruity, am I... Everybody else here has a better palate than I do. I don't know. Well, if I'm I I don't because I can't. Right, your palate is resting at the moment. It's taking a nap. <laughs> but you need to open up those taste buds, Jeff. Uh, or uh, Rick, I just called you Jeff. Uh, well, Jeff's already opened up his That's taste it. buds. But one of those hot sauces that there we have go. here at the table, yeah, that just that effervesces your taste buds. Oh, you can taste so well, much. I more. did the uh, it, Reaper squeezing. It's the world's hottest pepper. Um, so I don't know what that means. But it's from Pucker Butt Pepper Company. Grows, harvests, and produces great tasting all natural pepper products. And is home of Smoking Ed Curry and his Smoking Ed's Carolina Reaper. <laughs> Thank you, Smoking Ed. <laughs> wow. When you read it in that voice, it just uh, makes it all the all the better. It does. Makes it a lot more enticing. Serving size is one quarter ounce. That's too much. That, I would assume that's going to be too much. That is much. too much. There's Yikes. only three calories in uh, uh, one quarter ounce. You know what I always, we used to at when, when I was like doing design work for the Herald, we used to, uh, we had a manager who used to bring in extremely hot sauces and a bowl of chips every Friday and he would just set it at the end of this table where everybody would walk by. And inevitably people would come along and dip the chip in it and taste it and they'd walk off. And I just, I never understood it as somebody who doesn't eat spicy stuff. People would come back and they would go, oh, my God, my mouth is on fire right now. This hurts. Dip. Take another one. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, are you enjoying tormenting yourself or something? It's awesome. It's oh, the Grimm Brothers is really good. We also have That's Inferno local. Potion 1031 made in Seattle by the Grimm Brothers. Yeah. And no, it's not very hot at all. Yep. They were actually at the chocolate really festival good. I go to every year. So let me tell you something, guys. There's a chocolate festival every year. <laughs> It is the best thing ever. Yeah, way to bury the lead. <laughs> but this year, they had hot sauce with the chocolate. And then they had chocolate oh, yeah. hot sauce. And, yeah, I was all over that shit. I probably spent most of my money on the hot sauce. I mean, I didn't spend any money. Yeah. Um, no money was spent that day. <clears throat> no money that you can trace. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't judge. It's it's for a noble cause. <laughs> Yeah. So, but no. yeah. Anyway, this um, to go back to the beer. It's um, this is really good. I'd probably give this a four, which surprises me. When I saw Boundary Bay on the on the can there, I was not enthusiastic about about it at all. So. Well, you know, you can look at it this way. You could be drinking bubbly apple sparkling water. Bubbly apple sparkling. What would you rate the bubbly apple sparkling? The water? bubbly. Sp- <laughs> okay, so from. Lacroix to beer. <laughs> oh, boobly. Boobly's probably boobly. in the middle. It's pretty okay. good. Yeah. Okay. Not this as is, good as a cider. Michael Buble's uh, um, uh, own uh, soda. It's Pepsi. Yeah. How's the nose? Apple. <laughs> okay. And and the body? Apple. <laughs> yes. Apple with a hint of water. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm getting, I don't, again, I don't know if I'm imagining it or not, but it, I have, I'm getting like this fruity or citrusy kind of taste out of this. Real subtle, but it's yeah. there. It, it, it's because they haven't buried whatever flavor the beer 
probably has under a mountain of hops, like every other beer that I've had from Boundary Bay. <laughs> <laughs> a virtual mountain of hops. <laughs> you know, I this I, is really flavorful. I, Dump I, more hops in. Yeah, I, I love a good hoppy beer, but uh, I, I I have had batches of their Scotch ale. Yeah, that are really hoppy. Oh. Not something that's um, usually characteristic of that style of beer. But I don't. I don't. I've had their Scotch. I don't like. I don't like it at all. I mean, I really can't. I used to like their scotch a lot, but uh, the headache the next day was fucking mean. Yeah, what is that? Yeah. Sorry? They're oatmeal stout. Oh, yeah, that's a fine beer. Does that? That was not a bad beer, but there's better stouts now. I mean, that was years ago. I mean, I imagine the beer palette has changed. Yeah, yeah. So they might make those, those. They might have changed their recipes or whatever over time as the as the market has changed in Bellingham. I know there's been a bit of turnover in their brew room. Uh, for years and years and years, a friend of mine uh, that I went to high school with was uh, their assistant assistant brewmeister, and then at one point, and I don't know quite why. Uh, there was quite a turnover. That, with the exception of the head brewer, I think most of the staff ended up kind of going their separate ways. I know he went down to Ben to work Weird. for Deschutes, and someone else went down to one of the breweries in Seattle. I can't remember if it was Scuttlebutt. Someone else. I thought it was a lesion. Was it a lesion? Okay. I think it was a lesion. All right. Anyway, yeah, yeah, somebody who came yeah, from anyway, Bay and went to a for, for the longest time, they had the same team, and then they had a bit of turnover, and I don't know quite where they're at now, but... Uh, I you definitely notice that the beer has changed a little bit. It's I mean it's still really good. Yeah. And yeah. You, also, you also have to consider that you guys have matured. I mean me too. I mean I'm not excluding myself, but you guys have matured and your palates have matured and your beer tastes have matured. I mean if you look back to when we were in our when we were in our early to mid twenties, I mean I don't know I didn't know all of you guys then, but Jeff and I at least. I mean we drank Fat Tire, which I happen to be drinking tonight. We drank Fat Tire and we drank oh, that was our Red time. Hook and I mean, we drank a lot of these beers that are still around that we don't necessarily consider to be really good beers anymore because we've experienced so much more. So our, our palates are so much more mature than they were 10 years ago. It's difficult to really compare because not only is the beer different, but we're different as well. Yeah, you know, that's so, funny as I was going to say, I've you know, the fact that I've only been drinking beer for about 10 years, I don't really have that experience. But then you mentioned Fat Tire. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that was literally, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but that was literally the first beer that I found where I was like, oh, my God, I like this. Yeah. And and that was at Mike's house. And then the first time I got invited to Mike's, we had friends over. I brought that because I was like, wow, I, I found a beer that I can bring and drink and enjoy, you know, to like social events. Yeah. And then Mike Lucas's comment when he saw me pull it out, he, he was like, oh, you're into the cheap stuff. It's <laughs> like, fuck. Man, way, to shoot, way to shoot me down. Yeah, that's why I'm hanging out with you, Mike. Our early 20s and beyond. That, that tire was, was yeah. the beer shelf at Hagen's that we would go. Yeah, yeah. Hagen's had the beer shelf, and it was pretty much based on how much pricey it was. And we would only go as cheap as the fat tire because anything beyond that was was too disgusting to buy. Yeah, you get into Ice House and Red Dog, and at that point, <laughs> it's you're over. not allowed into my house anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I no, I've done that to a couple of people. Pork beer. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, God, 20 years ago, it was like, yeah, there was Red Hook, oh, and there was Fat Tire. There we go. 
Yeah. And then uh, there were some British beers. Like, uh, I remember Sam Smith and mm-hmm. uh, what was some of the other ones? Um, well, Guinness was always kind of a go-to. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. I never but, liked that. Never liked Guinness. Not a fan of the Guinea, huh? No, at all. Guinness in Europe comes from the barrels. Yeah. On, on paper, if you described Guinness to me, I would go, oh, yeah, that sounds like something I would like. And then I get it in front of me, and it's, no, it's, I don't it like it It is not something all. I would like. I don't know what that is, but it doesn't doesn't work for me. But, yeah, I've, I've actually, I had Fat Tire like a few months ago, and I couldn't, I could barely drink it. I'm gonna try After Dave. I'm gonna try like Dave's it. private reserve sauce. <laughs> Dave's private reserve sauce. Sauce. I'm gonna put it on a chip. Really should have called Dave's Greasons. Dave's Greasons. Oh man. There, we just found the episode title. I'm blowing on it like it's actually hot. Okay. Is Jeff gonna go into like Roger Rabbit cartoon mode here? Where? Oh man, we all miss the Dave Squeezins. <laughs> anyway, let me uh, let me tell you guys about the uh, about yesterday because it was uh, <laughs> whoa after Jeff has been holy you shit. sauce. You look like you're about to start crying. This should be called fuck you sauce. So I got or fuck a sauce. I got that for Brandon for Christmas last year. I think not for Dave. It, no, not for Dave. Well. It's from Dave, but it's, it was for Brandon. And there's actually a warning on the front of the fucking bottle that says, use this product one drop at a time. Didn't read that before I poured. Uh, Keep away from eyes, pets, and children. Not for people with heart or respiratory problems. Not for for rectum. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking A. Oh, God. Yeah, that's just pure heat. Like, the other two were very flavorful, but... uh... Okay, th- th- this is flavorful? Yeah. Try this yeah, one first. Yeah, this yeah. one's those, really... Those, those well, I'm not trying it. I'm smelling it. Let me see what this <laughs> smells like. Let's see what if... we call a wimp. <laughs> oh, that doesn't... That actually doesn't smell you like... That rice? smells horrifying. <laughs> yeah. You want rice? This is, um... Oh. That smells like some dirty laundry. <laughs> it's, it's, it smells like reaper <laughs> squeezings? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave, your squeezings are hurting me. <laughs> But in all the right ways. <sighs> yeah, we had to take those that to swim in this year. Fuck yeah. <laughs> anyway, so well. Uh, you guys on the beer plus three. I know that's not exciting for the podcast, but for you guys, yeah. Anyway, while Jeff is uh, coming back to uh, planet Earth, I'll I'll tell you guys what happened. <laughs> what happened yesterday? <laughs> so yesterday, my wife's best friend was in town, uh-huh. and they decided to go out and start drinking kind of early. And I don't. What's up? Is that when I went to Mike's house? Yeah, yeah. It was Cindy. She's been on the podcast before. And uh, they went. They got. They just completely lost control. They came home and they were already clearly buzzed. Perhaps shouldn't have been driving. (laughs) Uh huh. Uh huh. And they polished off an entire bottle of tequila. Oh, yes. Uh huh. In in the form of margaritas on our deck. Oh, very nice. (laughs) And they were fucking obnoxious. It was like I had, like, it was ridiculous. They just went overboard big time. And it was just like, um, it, well, yeah, actually, I don't, I don't, I'm not begrudging it. I thought it was funny. But, like, within about, by about 8 o'clock, they were both passed out on the couch. You know, some people. And, and, and so, and uh, what's that? And today? 
Well, they, I'm, I'm going to show you guys pictures of them passed out on the couch. <laughs> oh, this is podcast was, gold. <laughs> but this will not go on the on the podcast page. <laughs> you know, some people just don't know when it's time to walk the dog. Right. <laughs> but they were just out Rick, cold. You got to show, show it to me. Put it yeah, up. Oh, okay, yeah. And so, you know, and I, I'm thinking it's this is really funny. They haven't seen each other in, in forever. So what the heck? That's awesome, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's quality time. Yeah, and so I'm I'm sitting there and Cindy gets up about 10 minutes later. I'm I'm in the in the bedroom on the computer doing some stuff and I see her stumble down the hallway. Like I have never seen anybody stumble in my life. She's like holding onto the walls. She's like <laughs> she can barely move and she goes in our bathroom for like 3 minutes. And so I I get up and I'm waiting cuz I'm going, "Oh, this this isn't going to end well." And I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and there's no sound coming from the bathroom. All of a sudden, the door opens up, and she goes stumbling out down the hallway again. You know what? I think we've all had those evenings when you, like, have to lace your fingers into the carpet, hang onto the floor. Yes. <laughs> or you're going places. That's, that's where they were. And she goes, and she lays down back on the couch where she was, and then she's sitting there, and she goes... She she did this really big, like, gasp sort of sound, and then I was like, I was like are you going to be sick? And she's got yeah, yes, that exactly. Uh, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff knows the sound apparently. You've all and, made that um, sound at least once or twice. I, in I'm life. sure, but um, so I immediately oh, went into the kitchen, found the biggest bowl that I could find. That we have this gigantic bowl, and I just brought it to her, and I was like, going, here you go. Handed it to her. As soon as I handed it to her, she just leans over. And I'm standing there, so I'm like, I just kind of put my hand on her shoulder, and I was like, Are you okay? You gonna be okay? Second time, third time, fourth time. And I'm like going, holy shit, you're like a sprinkler. Time to call the dog. <laughs> so I'm standing there and I'm, I'm just like going, do you do you need to get up? Do you need, what do you need me to do? Car ramrod, do you need assistance? Yeah. Well, anyway, she did it four more times. And then I took the bowl and emptied go. it. <laughs> and I came back in. Deanne's completely passed out this whole time, and I got Cindy like something to clean herself up with and some water. And she then, felt uh, yeah, and it was just. And then Deanne went through this shortly after. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> just like, I'm glad you guys polish off a whole bottle of tequila so it can all come right back. Up. <laughs> as long as they had a good time, that's all that matters. I know. And last night I was like the hero. Deanne's like, going, Rick, you're so awesome. I can't believe you're doing this for us, and you're so nice. And then this morning I'm like, I'm like, yeah. So you owe me a few for, for what? It's like, fuck you. You yeah. don't remember any of that? No. Yep. yep. <laughs> that's, that's how it goes. It's a yeah. thankless job. But someone's got to do it. Pretty trash. And, you know, I thank you. Shut up. <laughs> we just, we got to do a potential. You've held my hair a few times. Well, I knew I found the right woman on our, uh, when, on our second anniversary. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was Dave, um, but I got really trashed uh, with somebody. Yeah. I don't remember. I, but I, I puked all over my wife. Oh, he, he grabbed me. I, I saw his face because I didn't drink. And I was I was blacked out by that point. Yeah. I had to work, so I didn't yeah. drink. So I went to bed early and everything. He grabbed my. He grabbed my. I, I saw his face. He grabbed my shirt, like not to leave. Like honey, honey, I tried to leave. I keep puking on me. And he bleh, all over me. Now that's all over love. the bed. <laughs> Fuck. So that's um, yeah, that is. I would agree. Yeah. That's true love. Well, there's a wall. <laughs> she doesn't know we exist. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised I haven't seen her in a year. I 
Yes, our because cat that no one believes exists. <laughs> but yes, that's uh, yeah, I did that. You gonna be okay? Oh, I'm still suffering. <laughs> <sighs> I don't remember the last time I've thrown up from alcohol. I do. It's been Tuesday. a long time. You know, <laughs> you know that that's pretty common, Rick. <laughs> no, I don't think I've gotten that drunk in a very long. I mean, not. Yeah. Mine was Halloween after a bottle of absinthe. Halloween. You drank an entire bottle of absinthe? I probably got through a quarter of it by myself. That's like oh, more than that. Okay, half of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. You, that's giving yourself. Diabetes just by drinking a bottle. It's a bottle of diabetes. Fry why I puke everything yep. back up yeah. after that. Pancreas is like, fuck you. <laughs> that was before I got pregnant, just to clarify. Yes. Yeah, I'm mm. sure. Right before. <laughs> what, that's not the morning after pill? <laughs> that was a terrible abortion joke, and I apologize to the world and the internet and everyone. Don't at me. I'm. I'm outraged. <laughs> He's writing a letter right now. <laughs> Dear podcast. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize. I thought you guys had higher standards than that. What? This is a podcast about alcohol? I, no. I thought yeah. the theme was solving the world's problems one beer at a time, right? right. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That is. There we go. Well, that that is a good solution. In my experience, when you've got two beers at a time or more, it only causes problems. <laughs> I like to think of that one beer at a time thing as like a relative beer. Like if you've had seven and I've had seven, we're zero. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah, it's it's like right. the meta beer. Right. Exactly. Right. I like so, it. But the if question have, is, if you're in space going going light speed and you're drinking a beer, does that beer get does do when you come back to Earth? Do other people have they had more beers in that period of time, or how does that work? No, the beer gets better as you're <laughs> traveling because it gets older; it ages. Oh, the quantum right. beer! Yes, it's a quantum beer. Quantum beer. <laughs> <laughs> is it a particle or a wave? It's quantum beer. <laughs> uh, the question of the particle versus a wave is what happens when you're traveling at light speed and you puke? <laughs> it was a, it was a thought, thought experiment, experiment that Einstein proposed that if somebody's coming at you at light speed and they throw up, do you get splashed with it? or? Does the, does the throw up hit you before the information does that the person threw up? Right. Do you realize, <laughs> do you realize it's going to happen? <laughs> What's that on your face? I don't know. If two drunks are stumbling down the hall at each other at light speed. <laughs> I don't think we're in math class again. <laughs> oh, now that would make the word problems a lot more interesting. If, if Bob is driving drunk at 50 miles an hour. <laughs> How dead is he? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And Kevin is walking drunk yeah. at one mile an hour. No, I I like this, Rick. Okay, so one driver leaves his house, traveling at 50 miles an hour at 0.08, and the other driver leaves his house, going 45 at 0.15. There must be like a conversion between the alcohol level and the speed. I'm assuming. Oh, right. definitely. Yes. Okay, got it. Let's note we're not going to do it. We're not driving, guys. <laughs> and he's really drunk, and 
he's swerving with an amplitude of two meters. How many times does he cross the center line before the police officer stops him? <laughs> well, well, in I, order to know that, you need to know the frequency of the swerve as well. <laughs> we really have to get the marijuana into this, too. Because I was going to say, if Ted smokes an eighth, gets into his car, drives 12 miles an hour to the 7-Eleven, Smokes Who gets pulled over first? The 70 mile an hour drunk. If he smokes in an eighth, the unknown there is uh, that the amount of time he sleeps in his car before he drives it. Does he sleep all night? And his friends have to come out and find that he's still parked in the driveway and he was supposed to go for his snacks four hours ago? Ted left for snacks like three hours ago, man. You're talking to go. That was five minutes. <laughs> then Ted comes out of the bathroom and everyone's confused. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, that would make math class okay, a lot so more interesting. Time in the podcast where I have great news. Oh, What's your great talk? news? Tell us now. <laughs> well, to any of our any of our couple listeners that are out there, if you'll remember, a few maybe oh. a month or so ago, two months ago, we talked about. Really? Are you? Yarn gyrating? <laughs> yarn winder. It's, yes, it's my am, handle on porn, I porn am hub. winding a ball of yarn. Shut up. It's don't judge me. It, it's how she deals with the anxiety and the suspense. Yes. I've got one. Uh, anyway, um, about, about two months ago or so, uh, we talked about we weren't going to ever mention Melvin Brewing Brewery on the podcast again because we were not okay with their company's response to the sexual assault charges with sexual assault and and response and, and the follow-on of their one of their co-owners or co-founders in Bellingham against a, a woman that works at Menace. Right. Right. So of course, me, I live all the way over here in Västerås, Sweden. This is Sweden's sixth largest city. Uh, we have about 120,000 people. Um, about a month ago, I, yeah. Looks funny as we go. About a month ago, I went into one of the bars here in town. And I saw that they serve, they sold uh, beer from Melvin brewery wow all Which the way is, over there yeah that that part of the story alone is surprising to me yeah, I, it I, it's amazing that they're over there <laughs> yeah well i mean it's a really yeah. good beer too bad they're assholes <laughs> and it was it was a pretty popular beer at that restaurant not or at that bar not and it's a it's a bar that's known for its wide-ranging quality and quantity of beer right. from all over yeah so when i saw it there i was i was kind of figuring out what to do because I don't want to support that bar if they serve them, but I really don't have a lot of other options here. And so my solution was to go to the bartender and tell him what's going on with that brewing company. So I did that and I said, I will get back to you later with some newspaper articles and some evidence to back up the the, the claims that I've just made about the company that they that their co-founder co-owner was sexually assaulted a woman and um, how their company responded in the boycott that's going on in the Pacific Northwest and all these other kinds of things and the bartender was like okay cool whatever whatever you know he was really receptive 
That part also, that part of the story also surprises me because I'm imagining doing that in the U.S. You're going to get like, um, I think more. Uh, Buddy, I just work here. Yeah, I know. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what I would expect. Um, so it's kind of interesting. This is the first time I had ever met that bartender. It's not like I'm a regular at that bar. Yeah. I've yeah. never seen him before. Wow. And he's willing so, to he's willing to entertain this idea that you're just throwing at him out of the blue, and that's that's I kind of amazing. Him, I said I would send I would send him information about it. Yeah. And then so I got on to Beer Plus Three, the messenger. Yeah. And I had I had uh, Bree send me all of the articles that she could find online that referenced the boycott and the situation and the response and all that other kinds of stuff. And then I collected all that stuff, and then about three or four weeks later, I private messaged the bar over Facebook right. with links to all of these news articles. And I explained that I had um, talked with the bartender and that this was something that I said that I would provide them information about. Right. And I went... When, on the night that I sent those links, I went into the bar, and I talked to the to the bartender that was there. It was not the same bartender as the the previous night. Uh-huh. And his response was, "Oh, hey, he told us all about you, <laughs> and we still serve the beer. And I'm sorry that we do, but we have it, and it's not up to us personally what beers we stock. It's up to the bar manager and the company." Uh-huh. And but he assured me that the bartender that I had talked to, and this is w- without having seen the articles, because I had just sent them, the bartender that I had talked to had stopped recommending that beer. Huh. Mm. Wow. So, but he then he said, well, hell, why don't you just talk straight to our bar manager? So I went and I, so the bar manager came out, and I started talking to him, and I said pretty much the same thing I had told the bartender previously, but I said, but I've also supplied links news articles with all this information and so I sent it and I I assured them that I wasn't trying to pressure them or anything it's not like I'm going to stop going to their bar if they don't I mean we're so far removed from the northwest that I mean I just wanted to let them know so that they could make an ethical choice about what they want to do with their bar so there was no pressure from anyone about it so Anyway, I, I let it go, and I figured that they would just, you know, throw it away and do whatever, like I would expect from the U.S. Yeah, Last week, I got a private message from the bar <laughs> over Facebook that when they had their monthly employee meeting, which is the first one that's happened since I sent the messages, is that they voted amongst all of their employees to throw away their entire stock of Melvin Brewing and never order them again. Wow. Oh, wow. 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 So they threw away all of their current stock. And they, <laughs> and they still a sizable amount of beer that they that I'd seen on their shelf at least the last time I had gone in. Yeah. They threw away all of their beer because they had left it open to the employees to decide, given the evidence that they had what they wanted to do. Wow. And so the bar manager messaged me over Facebook and said that, that they decided as a as a company as a bar to throw away their entire stock and never do it again never have their beer ever again right on yeah no that's, kidding that's you know to, to that's ballsy yeah 
I mean, given that I don't think anybody would have begrudged them selling out the rest of their stock and then just no, not buying more, you know, to actually go and, and toss to it pour out. Pour it out. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that, that, at that point, also, they're the one taking a hit. Remember that I was just a guy off the street. Yeah. I wasn't a, I wasn't a friend of the bartender. I had literally never been in there and seen them ever before. Right. Next year we need to go there. That's, yeah. Yeah, you, and it's... So I was totally amazed that so, they did that. Right. So you said this place was a that they specialized in bringing beers from from yeah. you know unusual places. So this isn't you wouldn't expect to find what necessarily unusual, but they they have a, a much more vast array of beers than anywhere else because but, that's their thing. But they're going out of their way to do. You wouldn't expect to find Melvin elsewhere in in Sweden yeah. casually, would you? No, 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 and they're also. It's the Bishop's Arms is the name of the... I'm going to throw out a, a straight-up endorsement. Yeah. It's the Bishop's Arms in Vestros. Um And the thing is, is the Bishop's Arms is a, is a large uh, chain of stores, of bars. It's not like one bar in Vestros. Yeah. There's it's lots of bars all over. And at this particular one, they decided that they weren't going to sell the Melvin Brewery beer anymore. So I wonder if the guys at Melvin are one side of my face is still numb. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that that uh, that's also so good. You had a stroke. Yeah, I told you, I told you, I handled so, um, a lot. I wonder if the guys at Melvin, if the people who run Melvin, are aware that this of this event. I mean, not again that I I think they would even give a rat's ass. They don't seem to have cared much about everything else that's happened, but or anyone else. I mean, it would be interesting just to hear their reaction to knowing that the news has gotten. You know that far to the point where a place in Sweden that previously sold their product has has opted yeah, out of it. Well, I was surprised to find out that even in Seattle, people were yeah, dropping. Yeah, that them. was that and, was a surprise and, too. And, and that's yeah. a, that's a far fair ways away, but yeah. to do it all the way over in Sweden, yeah, yeah. you know, put that in Facebook. Yeah, I know that there was an article in the Seattle Times about it that there were yeah, venues yeah. in Seattle that uh, were dropping the product. And people still go to that place here. Kind of. I still see it. Not on the, as much. I still see it on the shelves, like at Hagen and places like that. And oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it. I walk in and it's like there's always a bunch missing from the front. So people, well, have, have they still have customers. Have customers. Well, well, it's a it's a very good beer. I mean, yeah, uh, I know. If I hadn't known about it, I would probably have been one of those people yeah. buying it. But so basically, that's one, the, that's one of the important things I think to remember is that this wasn't a beer that wasn't selling at this bar. It was selling, and people mm-hmm. really liked. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's because it's good. It's a quality beer. So I have a, a yeah. colleague that works or that lives in the neighborhood with Melvin and Menace, and he basically has reported the only people that go there are tourists and college students. Um, but the locals in that neighborhood refuse to go there ever again. They rather go spend their money at Menace, and Menace in turn has now has like a whole bunch of events going on. So their business just I, like exploded. You know, I was gonna say with the fact that we have such. Oh, I don't. Want, I don't know if the right turn is a turn or right word is turnover, but with students and stuff coming coming and going from Bellingham, yeah, uh, Melvin can probably ride this out until it's a it's a you know ancient history, but. I, I was going to say the nice thing is I've noticed that too when I drive past uh, past uh, Menace now, that place is like packed. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it never was prior to this. Nope. It was like, yep. I don't want to talk about silver linings when it comes to crap like this, yeah. but at the very least, they you know they it they you know something good came out of it. Basically, the whole community just rallied around them. Rather, yeah. Whether they were beer drinkers or not, they rallied, and the non-beer drinkers figured out that they liked their beer and. Right. 
the beer drinkers who were in the town. Yeah, they make great beer. And so it was just, it was more, it was, it was good for them to, yeah, it's, they benefited from it, which is great. Well, yeah, again, not trying to, not trying to find, you know, a silver lining on something like that, but at least, at least that happened. I mean, I had been in there maybe six or seven times prior. Mm-hmm. And it was like always like just maybe a third full, mm-hmm. you know. Jeff and I had stopped there after work a few or met up after work a few times mm-hmm. for a beer to yeah. chit chat, and and it's like it's always like the inside was like almost none yeah. of the tables outside were yeah. ever filled up or anything. Now you drive by and it's like a party constantly going on there. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's cool. It's like okay. Well, now they have good. regular food trucks and yeah. they have the events going on. I guess they have a, like a, a a comedy thing that they do now. And oh, really? Wow. Yeah, they have that's comedy cool. nights and that's cool. All kinds of cool stuff. You know so. what? They should start showing karate movies inside just to flip off. <laughs> <laughs> but on the side of the building, because <laughs> yeah. that would be tasteful right next to the Hong Kong cafe. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Uh, yeah. On second thought. <laughs> no. Maybe not. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Weren't thinking about that one. Maybe, maybe oh. Menace should put out a beer called Melvin Sucks. Uh, no. <laughs> no, let's just keep it classy. I know. Oh. I know. Oh, you know that- shit. Caleb oh. broke his foot. Oh, oh no. Oh, shit. So he's not going to be able to unfake it today, oh, unfortunately. No. How is he? He's fine. We've got a broken foot. He said he woke up this morning and his foot was kind of hurting. <laughs> and uh, that uh, he, it, it's hurt enough to where he needs to go to the doctor. So he went to his doctor this morning and oh, just found out he got a broken foot. Holy shit. You can break your foot and not know it? Yeah. Yeah. I did it. Oh. Really? Yep. Really? I dropped a 25-pound weight plate on my toe. Yeah? And broke it straight across. It hurt like a motherfucker. Um, yeah. And my dad was there, like, I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. My yeah. dad finally drags me into the ER, and I broke right across my toe. I ended up needing surgery about five years later on my foot um, because the it had caused, it broke around the joint, mm. and so I was developing arthritis at 20. Oh, Ooh. shit. And then also I had a bone spur, and the toe started to grow mm. off to the side. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's when yeah. I was eating him. It was our first year living together. He... He nursed me back to health. You said dating, but I heard eating, so. Well, there's a little bit of that, too, but that's that's between Easy. me, Lovely. him, and our bed. You don't have to get that you personal about it. We should probably love We love human. All right. Yeah, that's really, that's really sad. I'm sorry and the, the things about feet and ankles is as long as it's only a fracture, that's there's really nothing you can do about it from what I understand. I mean, it no, ju- no. you just kind of try not to walk on it, right? Yes. Yeah. What on earth is Dave's got like his windshield wiper going on the uh, chat room? I have no idea. I really want to know. What the hell is that? <laughs> oh, that's that sword he was playing with earlier. <laughs> well. Well, since this is going to be a shorter than normal podcast, I'd say we get on to the final thoughts. Are you ready what, for already? final thoughts? Already? Well, yeah, we have a game coming up here in just a bit, don't we? Uh, and our final thoughts don't usually take, like, two minutes. They usually true. take a half hour. I have no friends, and I need you to feel alive. <laughs> See, do you hear that? Well, I'll, killing day. I'll leave the iPod or iPad running through as, as long as the batteries hold out. You can always plug it in. We got, we got power. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dave, I think it's kind of Dave, refreshing out here. Dave can just play. He can he can join the campaign virtually. There you mm-hmm. go. A lot of people do it. Yeah, I, I'm amazed. I still. It's amazing to me when I walk in my into my daughter's room, and she'll have like a map up on her screen, and there's a couple people on on a live chat, 
Oh, she and must I use in. roll 20. Yeah, something. And I, yeah. I walk in, and I'm like, what are you I've doing? thought about using that to get Dave. My like, uh, I'm currently reading a, a, a new book called uh, Stars Without Number. And it's uh, it's called old school game, uh, old school role playing or something like that. It's the system, yeah, super simple system, yeah. Um, that is very reminiscent of uh, you know early D and D. But the the whole thing is it's supposed to be uh, kind of a, a space travel. Think like Cowboy Bebop or Farscape or uh, um, Firefly, that kind of world. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of supposed to be like this sandbox. I haven't quite, quite gotten into the world part. I'm still reading about the the uh, mechanics and things like this yeah. and equipment and whatnot. But uh, it's really interesting, and I'm really liking it. And so I might end up starting kind of a side thing like every once in a while if Dave can do it and if we can all get together, you know, yeah. whoever wants to, and just kind of I'd like to. And, and be a, a crew of a spaceship and explore. Cool. I want to be wow. Kaylee. I want to be Spike. <laughs> want to yeah, be Spike. see, yeah. I knew that would be coming very quickly. <laughs> I just want to yeah. be the, the quirky mechanic. <laughs> is, that, is that your final thought? <laughs> I, want I want to be, be Kaylee. Kaylee. Yeah, that's kind of creepy, isn't it? No, no, I like it. I think you've got the voice. I think I think this character is developing really well. Right? I'm, I'm Kaylee. Hey, how's it going? My name's Kaylee. I'm the ship's mechanic. <laughs> I also do work on BMWs. Jeff, I want to be what? I'm also a bit of a sex fiend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we all knew that. We'll, we'll hashtag that on a different... Why is every cancelled show from the last 20 years being revived on Netflix or Hulu or God knows where else, but... Why Nostalgia. Not? Y'all are old be. now, so they're Full playing house. things that you love. Twin Peaks got fucking renewed for a, for a season. Full house. Yeah. Full yes. Full there house. we go. Fuller Even house. better. Even better argument. Yeah. One day at a time. Where's my fucking Firefly? It's officially, it's officially been 20 years for all these shows, so there's a nostalgia yeah. factor about 20 years. Things are still interesting and still people still want it back. Yeah. So that's why they keep coming up with stuff. In about 10 years, I'll start seeing things from my childhood. I mean, hell, yeah. Sailor Moon came back out. That made me de- happy. Well, but there, I think there's Woo! been a little bit of more of Voltron. a... Mm-hmm. I think there's been more of a mentality in the last... With all the like the streaming services and stuff, everybody looking for things that are kind of like a mm-hmm. potential hit. Right. So I think there's like a really... Uh, it's real fertile ground right now for companies to go back 20-something years and say, right. what, what got canceled that everybody was crazy about? But right. the movie and TV industry has always done that. Always. I, I think it's... I think it's I think it's ramping up. You also have to look at it from the perspective is that with these streaming services and things like that is the accessibility of this kind of stuff is vastly increased. So you can compare it kind of like to the 24-hour news cycle. Back when you just got your daily paper and you just had your evening news, there wasn't so much filler material. There was just like the straight-up news because that's what they had time for. Right. But now with people watching – and two or three seasons of a of a particular show in one weekend, I mean, there's so much more opportunity for other things, and so you don't have that many great ideas coming up and all the time. And so what you have to do is you have to just bring back things that might people might want from the past. Right. I mean, you you really just have no choice. Yeah. And 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 also something to consider is the the demographic who who is consuming it. 
Well, because generationally, I know that uh, advertising uh, focus groups found that there were there are certain generations that are just a pain in the ass to market to. Gen I know, X. I know Gen Xers uh, were uh, a nightmare to market to for a really long time. Why is that? Uh, yeah. Well, there's I've I've heard a couple of different explanations, but the one most likely is just characteristically, uh, Gen Xers uh, are. Not the sort that buy into the. They were they were raised to be very mistrustful. Yeah, I guess I guess that of the system. I think I, that I just don't trust what you guys are saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, then the other. You know what? I don't buy it. The other thing is that they're also the first generation to have twenty four hour like media access. Oh, that's true. So yeah. they've been inundated with a whole bunch of stuff most of their lives. So. It's, it takes a lot more to impress them. And yeah, and a lot of it was shit. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, that's a cheap knockoff of the shit that I had to grow up with. I, I'm not buying that again. Right. I bought it once. That's why for me, it takes me like five or six people telling me something's really great before I'll even bother with it. It's like, right. I'm all, my first response is, yeah, it can't be that good. And when you have an entire generation whose peers are all on that same page, yeah. it's a pain in the ass to get something off the ground. Yeah. Well, so you're saying it's our fault? <laughs> you're blaming no, no. the victim? Uh, no, I'm I'm blaming the baby no, boomers. If there's ever <laughs> an opportunity to blame, yeah. Of the things that we watched when we were younger, I mean, yeah. they came out once a week or something like that, and we think back on them as being really awesome. But now that we have so much content available to us and so much quality available to us, when we start bringing up these things from from 20, 30 years ago. When we were kids, we realized they really sucked. <laughs> like, like, they really sucked because there's so much more than things that are available now. I mean, they, yeah. the, shift, the shift from what we were watching when we were kids to what they can produce now is more drastic than at any other time period. Because, like, like Bree said, we went, I, it was you that said it, I believe, that we went through this huge boom. In technology and production and, and entertainment, yeah. mm-hmm. so we're literally going from we're, we're not going from from movie from TV shows in the fifties to TV shows in the seventies. We're going from TV shows before the internet and computers to after the internet and computers. Yeah, it was uh, it was yeah yeah radical. it was what we yep. lived it was radical. So I mean, when we look back and say, "Oh man, I feel really great. I want to watch the Transformers cartoons." Yeah, you know, we go back and we're like, these. We Thundercats. And we might enjoy watching the Transformers movie once or twice, but it's not an industry yep. that we. They, <laughs> so they might be able to, you know, get kids into it with the new stuff, but you, you're really looking at a different age. We're looking before the internet, before computers were ubiquitous, and after. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before I CGI and after CGI. Yeah, but I mean, TV has always done it. That's why you know Laverne and Shirley and Happy Days were the biggest things on television in the '70s. Twenty years before, it was the '50s, and that's right. what they were emulating. And it's and we've done that with TV and movies constantly. It's just it's ramped up now. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all. It's yeah. on steroids now because everybody has a platform. Well, it's also yeah. because Gen Xers and Gen Y and some older millennials also have children. 
and they want to share what they grew up with with their kids again. So now's a prime time because they're yeah, fuck kids. those guys. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> marketing wise, that's a, that's a thing. That's why yeah, we're seeing a yeah. whole bunch of Star Wars coming out and a whole bunch of like other it. things. Like it's yeah. because um, everyone's of that age now where the kids can enjoy it with the parents who grew up loving this stuff. So. Yeah. Speaking of Star Wars, just a little side here. How many people at the table went to see the Han Solo movie? Okay. I haven't seen it. Oh I haven't seen God. it yet at all. How is it? I'm it was for... fucking fantastic. Right. I was, I had my mind blown by this movie. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this movie is like... Well, then why is it so reviled? I have no idea. I do. Why? I read all about this. Why? It's, it's, it's got to it... be stuff outside the film itself, right? Like external stuff? Kind of. So essentially what's happening with, with the solo movie and why it's doing so poorly is because it's a prequel. And yeah. it's a prequel in the sense where, it's like, unlike Rogue One, which is all new characters and a plot that we had no but clue what happened, yeah. you have Han Solo, you have uh, Lan Calisarilli- yeah. Cal- Cal- Lando Calrissian. Lando Calrissian. Thank you, Lando, pregnancy Lando. brain. Um, <laughs> He's from got, Bespin. Yes, you've got Chewbacca. You've got characters <laughs> that we know and we love, and they are retconning a lot of those characters in some way or another. Mm-hmm. It changes the outlook. It changes the vision that everyone has. And it, it's kind of like, you know how Disney prequels never succeed? Yeah. It fell for the Disney curse. It's a prequel that's just like... I guess, but here, here's stated. the thing, though. As, prequels as somebody who's been a fan since the beginning, mm-hmm. and I've heard all... They, they took all the things that George Lucas has hinted at over the years, mm-hmm. and they put it into the story, and they didn't... In my opinion, they didn't... Miss one. No, and beat. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I haven't seen it yet because I'm a little burned out. I need a yeah. break. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's some of it. But but basically, even then, like if you think about the the hatred for George Lucas yeah. and his last three movies was Episode One through Three and how those kind of, in some way, I actually enjoy them. Yeah. Except for Number One, we don't ever talk about Episode One ever. But, <laughs> Why said <is it> not? <laughs> no. But episode Two and Three is fine in their own ways. They add really well to the story. They yeah. give some kind of depth to a character who probably didn't actually need the depth. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, three, well, Hayden Christian, he's about as deep as a plot yeah. to a gay yeah. board. What happens? But no, when you're that's um, not actually what happened. They never say that in the movie that she died of a broken heart. That's people saying that. Mm-hmm. So what happened they, they is it. it's heavily implied. I, it's, I mean, she had the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. So, but you're, you're, we're filling in gaps, I guess. So it's like filling in gaps where people have already come up with a plot. It's like going from a yeah. book to a movie. There are things in the books that we envision and that we prefer in our own heads. And so we imagine these whole backstories. And then when someone puts it and makes it something canon, it's not going to please everybody. To me, when I'm watching it, and I'm one of those people that had filled it all in in my head. And I'm watching this and I'm going... Holy shit! They like completely one upped everything I had mm-hmm. ever imagined. Like the intro—I won't spoil anything—but the intro of Chewbacca, like w- George Lucas had always said, Han rescues Chewbacca from a prison situation, and that's why Chewbacca is so devoted to him. Yeah, okay. and, and I well, thought, also Chewbacca need another pet. And then, so the problem with that is, no, why that would funny. Han Solo okay. give a shit about somebody he didn't know and rescuing somebody from prison that he doesn't know? Yeah. That's completely guy. out of character for him. Mm-hmm. Right, but. They don't break the character in the way it works out in the story, and it's fucking brilliant. And and it caught me by surprise, and when it happened, I was like, oh, shit. That is too fucking, it was, like, absolutely perfect. And it probably was, again, it's probably a great movie. Like, I will see it. I'm just giving myself some time. Yeah. and my pl- my point just totally left my brain. Give me a second. The baby's <laughs> taking over for a second. Um, kick, kick, 
God. <laughs> I had a really good point I wanted sucker, to make. Sucker, sucker. Hold on. <laughs> it's coming. Fuck. Push. Push. Shut up! You're not helping me! <laughs> <laughs> do you need some do you need some ice chips? No, fuck off. Um Nice, nice. <sighs> I lost my point. Someone else talk for a second. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's okay. You're all, you're all on the level. I mean, we've been drinking beer. <laughs> it's um, it's it was a way better movie than I expected. Oh yeah, I remember. There we go. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> so I think the other the other issue is that people are going there expecting a Rogue One story, which they're not going to get because again, this is this is a prequel. Yeah. Um, a, a direct prequel, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah, not necessarily yeah. Like, like, um. If you go in expecting to just enjoy a nice space cowboy movie, because that's what Harrison Ford is, he's a space cowboy. Go in and expect but a space cowboy, and that's you'll be pleasantly surprised. See a space cowboy. That's what yeah. they end up doing. There's no attempt to flesh him out or no. or do any. It's it literally is a roller coaster ride of a movie, and you get in, mm-hmm. and it's like, um, it actually reminds me a lot of of Firefly. Yeah. Because it was just like well, yeah, it that's, started that's, and it kept going and yeah. shit just kept going out of control yeah, and, and it was it was great and it was that's a great what movie. I ex- that's what I expected to be but a lot of people are going in there thinking that there's gonna be something earth shattering it's we'll like no it. we know what oh, happens to no. Han Solo at the end of the story yeah we are just filling in a gap yeah a single gap in time and it's gonna be silly and nonsensical but that's what a movie is yeah so, well, some people movies. some people expect more out of movies so oh, I'm. I'm totally down to see it, and we should chat about it. Yeah, on Deanne fell asleep during Rogue One. Uh, <laughs> I love what? She was bored, senseless by Rogue it. One. Wow. The Han Solo movie, she loved it. Really? She was on board right from the start, and it was just like, it just, you know, it's it's because Rogue One was, awesome. had a lot of constraints it had to stay within, you know, to tell that story. And it had a lot of characters. Like, she didn't give a shit about the Tarkin stuff. Like, I was all excited about that. What was that? What's that? You know what? Dis- I'm sorry. You know what disappoints me about the solo movie? What's that? Is what we fucking need is a Yoda movie. <laughs> Damn straight. Yeah, we need a Yoda movie. Yeah. Written on Yoda, like they don't even. There's no, even. He doesn't even have a race. His race is Yoda race. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know that's a really that's good point. That's true. And, and I think. <laughs> And I and think he's a badass. Yeah. He is. Does he come from the planet of Yodel? Oh god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a great point. And then also because he's such a campy character, like let's let's be real. Yoda's a very campy character in the Star Wars mm-hmm. franchise. We could go a lot of different ways with the with the tone of the movie and it'll be accepted by everybody. Yeah. Yeah, well, I want to do them. That's right. I just want to see a moody character piece where, where the whole time he, it's just his time on Dagobah by himself, well, just contemplating life, well, thinking oh about things. Well, you know, there was that YouTube video where uh, it's like a death in Venice, but where, with Yoda as the lead character. You know, away too in a galaxy far, far away. You, you know the uh, uh, the the moody the moody Muppets though. Uh, there was the the um, the music video where Kermit sang uh, that Nine Inch Nails song. Did you guys see that? No. no. Oh, boy. Sad Kermit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for for our viewer out there, wherever you are, uh, you should Google uh, or look up uh, Sad Kermit where he sings uh, Nine Inch Nails Hurt. Yeah. Oh, I think I have seen this. Um, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. I'm going to see this. Well, now you see, there, there, there. We've got our theme song for the Yoda movie. <laughs> you just show Kermit out in the swamps of Dagobah. <laughs> but yeah, I would. I could. I, I could, see Ro- Yoda roasting Miss Piggy. 
That's dark, dude. Let's not eat. Let's not. Why was Yoda not the head of the council? Questions you have. Nicely done. It was Mace Windu was the head of the council, but not Yoda. Failed the test I did. But we also know that Yoda, Yoda's people or species had representatives in the Senate. Where are they? Oh, that's right. They did. Really quickly. Yeah. They're right next to the E.T. So characters. They're, they're a whole race of people. Seriously, they yeah. were. Yeah, I, I remember. And, and Yoda is obvious, obviously the, or generally thought to be the wisest and most powerful of the, of the Jedi, for the most part. Or at least the wisest. But it was always tallest first. <laughs> they always had to line up from tallest to shortest. Exactly. So he was always last who, everywhere he went. Who was? Who was in charge? Um, was Samuel L. Jackson. Where did, where did oh. Yoda learn? His Mace motherfucking Jedi Windu. Yeah, that guy. Yoda's Jedi master. Maybe he didn't oh, want yeah. to because he's wise. He wanted to be a teacher instead of a. I don't know. Hmm. And he's He's what, 900, 600 years old? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, there's a huge story there. Yeah, so there while they're concentrating on Solo, where oh. it's, an, it's a story that most people didn't need, whether they enjoyed it or not, why is there not a Yoda movie? Like, for real. Yeah, well, with him being 900 years old, I would start the movie off with him flying a spaceship with the blinker on. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're bad. You're a bad person. <laughs> I think there was a Yoda movie planned, and there was a lot of like these prequel, like these movies, uh, like I think there's one for Obi Wan and whatnot. Yeah, there, there but is they're, one for they Obi-Wan. actually, since uh, Solo is doing so poorly, they've kind of put a lot of that stuff on hold. So that that was the rumor, but there's been a few people who didn't said that's not actually Please, happening. Uh, yeah, yeah. Obi Wan's so, still coming we'll out. Yeah. I think they just need to yeah. slow it, slow it the fuck down. To Star Wars, that, and that, and that I, brings up the whole Marvel versus Disney Star Wars debate of yeah. why Marvel's doing so well and Disney's doing so terrible. I think you and I talked about this, Rick. Yeah, is because Marvel um, is doing so well because they have they're continuing the story, whereas Star Wars is retconning, and yeah. people tend to like to know what's happening in the world ongoing rather than retconning things that we don't really need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would I love to see a I would love to see a movie that is taking place uh, a, a, a side or a stride of of the current films. That's you what, know, with the first order and like yeah. Yeah. how the first order is treating planets or how why planets would even join the first order yeah. or what the really? fuck does the first order even mean? Well, I mean, what, yeah. What do they, they uh, do? Uh, Ryan Johnson, the Disney an, space another, Nazis. Do we really need another that? Another rumor. Another oh, rumor no, no, going around. Obviously, that's why we need a space force because we have space Nazis. <laughs> Can we not yeah, space force today, unlike, guys? Unlike <gasps> unlike Trump's version, the space Nazis are not in control of the space force. It's, uh, Nazis we're supposed to be fighting them. Yeah. I don't know what they are. No, I, I don't even think the people writing it knows what they are, but it would be interesting to have that kind of side. Well, Ryan Johnson supposedly is working on a prequel that is completely disconnected, or a prequel, a, a trilogy of films 
that is completely disconnected from the current storylines. Which yeah. would be really good. He's going to tell a whole help. other story. Yeah, I think I'd love to see more of the world. I would love to see more of what happened. If you're going to go back in time, one of the obvious places to to go to would be after Return of the Jedi. You got this massive gap where we, you know, we pick up with the Force Awakens, and all we see now are the remnants of the of what was left. You know, all the crashed ships and stuff, and that they're okay. scavenging. Um, I mean, if you're going to go backward in time, there's no need to go all the way back to, you know, Han Solo, Solo. and stuff. You can go right into that little area right there and show us what happened after. You no, know. Between the really need yeah. a prequel to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> you mean the Similarian? <laughs> yeah. Similarian? Isn't it Similarian? No. Similarian? Yeah. I don't know. Cimmerillion? I don't know how to. I'm not I think they should make a movie on those video games. Those video games are fucking awesome. <laughs> they are. Yeah. The Shadows of Mordor, they're fucking amazing. Yeah, they're, they're, they're really good. We need, we need movies where Balrogs were just walking around doing shit, where dragons were real. <laughs> like, we need movies where the elves had a, killed each other in order to get on the boats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love what they have like 12 elves and only room for six. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Six of you can't go to the Grey Havens. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to die here. Dun, dun, dun. It's like the elves and they, those That's okay. Billy Zane will hit one on the head and, and put on a dress and get on the boat anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Go. I'm confusing that with Titanic. There we go. That's brilliant. Titanic, but with elves. There you go. Whoa. Got it. Whoa. Ooh, well, space my mashup, my mashup recently was I started calling one of my employees Raptor Jack because he made a weird Raptor sound like three <laughs> times in a row. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, Raptor Jack? And then, and then I was like, ooh, I got an idea for a movie. It's 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 uh, uh, Jurassic Titanic. <laughs> so Kate Winslet goes to the uh, Jurassic War or Jurassic World Park, falls in love with Jet Raptor Jack, but then the the island sinks, and Raptor Jack say, gives his life for her. See, the, the island there's runs still into no room in that iceberg. goddamn door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jurassic Titanic. Yeah, dinosaurs. Well, they're on an island. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look at Raptor that. Jack! Samuel L. Jackson, he was in Jurassic Park, but he wasn't in Titanic. He wasn't? Was he? No. He would have been the he was perfect. In Jurassic World. He would have been the perfect. Th- yeah, if he had been in Jurassic Titanic. Park. Well, yeah. No, he was in Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, he was in the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah. Was, he was the guy in the chair. He was the guy the, whose hand was left hanging. I'm assuming we've all seen this movie a million times. Yes. yes. Was left hanging on the power supply because the Raptors ate him. While Laura. Dern. Dern, thank you. And he was oh my constantly God. smoking the whole time. <laughs> Yeah. He's the only the black background. dude in the movie. Does that help? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will say it. Oh, him. <laughs> that guy. That guy. Oh, Sam Neill. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I, I don't see color. <laughs> I watched uh, Jurassic World. <laughs> I watched it last night before giving you back to bring the DVD back and um Really good movie. I'm, yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah. But one of the most brutal fucking deaths I've ever seen for a character that just simply didn't deserve it. Who? What's the uh, the assistant that was supposed to look after the kids. She uh, got eaten like four times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the most brutal death for a character that certainly did not deserve Spoiler a brutal death. Alert. Spoiler alert. The yeah. movie came out like four years ago. Spoiler alert. Thrown good around enough. by the dinosaurs. I guess about five, yeah. five years before we can start saying well, it's been cool. I noticed he was, I noticed the guy was doing a really, 
good. Yes. Yes. He was doing a really good impression of Steven Spielberg's style and look. You know, all the mm-hmm. light and mm-hmm. all that mist and everything that he that he likes to do. Um, and and Steven Spielberg always has in those kind of movies. He always has the one super violent moment that everybody ends up talking about later. And I thought that's what I was like. Oh my God, we're gonna see her like ripped it apart like by two dinosaurs. <laughs> They didn't go quite that far, but yeah, it was pretty. pretty it was brutal. incredibly brutal and bloodless, yeah. strangely enough, because yeah. it was a PG thirteen movie. And well, there was a, there children was, under the age of thirteen or even over should not see blood. Well, there there was no. any blood in the new it's one. Bad. Just throwing that one out there. Oh, is there? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. There's a. As long as there's a decapitation somewhere in there, it's a good movie. Speaking <laughs> of you know setting your expectations at a certain level for the like solo movie, yeah. I was talking to Brandon because. There's been a lot of hit and miss about the new Jurassic movie, and I'm, and I'm down for it. And I basically told Brandon, I'm like, as long as I go in and I see a dinosaur eat somebody, I'm happy. <laughs> that is my expectation for this whole movie. That should have been your expectation for every Jurassic yes. movie. <laughs> if there were Jurassics in it, somebody getting eaten. Well, people are getting pissed <laughs> off about how awful this movie is. And I'm like, this is actually quite enjoyable. <laughs> Lots of people a, got eaten. There's a small child in danger. That's the tagline. That's the tagline. <laughs> somebody <laughs> getting eaten. <laughs> What was now, that? I actually watched porn back when I was in high school called Geriatric Park. What? <laughs> no. Oh, well, I bet somebody got eaten in that, too. Oh. Take out, oh. Your, take out your teeth. Oh, God, I'm done. I quit. It's better when they don't have teeth. Anyway, I think it's probably final thoughts. Oh, my God. <laughs> Final thoughts, anyone? My final thought. I have an image now burned into my head that I did not need. Thanks, Dave. I can, I can add Everybody to that. Everybody was so busy trying to find out if they could, they never thought about whether they should. God damn it. Ugh. So uh, my final thought is uh, Brie was talking about how everyone considers um, uh, Han Solo to be kind of a space cowboy. I always thought he was more of a gangster of love. Oh, oh, no, 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 You know what? No Some people call him Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This has been Beer Plus Wait. Five. Six. I want like Six at some points. Where did Yami go? She was here. She yeah. left. She was disgusted with us. Oh, that's not hard to do. And, uh, well, good Mike, Dave. Good night, Dave. Good Mike, Dave. Good night, Dave. Good night, Dave. <laughs> I'm disappointed that nobody got eaten in this podcast. The Puckerbutt episode of Beer Plus 3 featured Jeff Swatman, Rick Anderson, Bree Edwards, Brandon Longwell, and our special guest David Brown. Please subscribe so you won't miss out on future alcohol-fueled antics. You can find Beer Plus 3 on iTunes, SoundCloud.com, Stitcher, and anywhere else finer podcasts are sold. Also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us at beerplus3 at gmail.com. Good night, Dave. <laughs> when you get the Saturday night face, you see more than one Jeff. I, I get a Saturday night Jeff. <laughs> That's my favorite Jeff, is the Saturday night Jeff. Saturday night Jeff gives you like a 90% more chance of cuddles. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty good. Oh, come on, 82. <laughs>
okay. I guess that I guess it's only the extra eight percent for me. <laughs> oh yeah, Jeff sa- saves at least an extra eight percent for you, Dave. <laughs> well, I think when I'm around, Jeff has a, like an eight percent greater chance of a warm front coming in. <laughs> as opposed to a sweaty back. If you just want to talk normally where you're both sitting yeah. and just keep it between you, I'll just crank that mic way up so you don't have to lean in. Sound it. good? Sure. Okay. Check, okay. check, check to crunch. Ah. <laughs> yeah, are you getting the chips? There we go. Turn it up a little bit. If you're not getting the chips, you got to turn it up. I can't mute individuals. Here. <laughs> Uh-oh. We, we get can... a bowl for the chips because the bag Hello. makes it really difficult to hear when you put your hand in. How about that? Is a bowl that would be better. That's. I had a bowl. I don't know what happened to the bowl. Oh, it's right there. Here. Are we really going to have potato chips during the podcast? No. <laughs> I'm just pregnant. I'm sorry. Am well, I go, go for it. It's okay where it is. I can hear him okay. really loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which one did you try? Dave's Private Reserve? Yes. Oh. 1875. Dave's a, spe- a spicy one. So this is the spiciest hot sauce in the world. Uh, no, it's no, it's not yeah, as spicy not as that one. It's not, not as spicy <laughs> as that one. It oh, comes from a spice. That's Carolina Reaper. The Carolina Reaper comes from a spicier pepper, but it's it is Reaper not as concentrated. It's been a Reaper has been squeezed. Oh my God, man! And this <laughs> is squeezing. <laughs> Make the look on your face is just like. Ah. No, there's no none of that Holy for me. Holy shit, bags, Batman! It's, it's by the Pucker Butt Company. Uh-huh. Is that in uh, pu- Pucker Butt, Tennessee? Oh, I've seen the jalapeno eating contest where they're like eating ha- pickled jalapenos and then taking shots of tequila. Fuck that! I can't hear Dave, guys. But Dave. What? There's a song about that. It's like good old Pucker Butt. <laughs> this is called what? <sighs> Reaper Squeeze. Reaper Squeeze. <laughs> and it's from the Pucker Butt Company. <laughs> that is, um, yeah, that's. that's um, well. Try it, Rick. No, Rick's not going to try it. <laughs> Don't try shit. it, Rick. Don't try it, Rick. I mean, he's good. Stupid. It's, it's actually flavorful for as hot as it is. It, it'll start out by ruining Rick's day, and then Rick will ruin our day. You know what? You know what show? Yeah. You know what show I love is that um, it's a it's a web only show called um, Hot Hot Ones. Have yeah. you guys seen that show? That's why we've been collecting hot stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a the the guy who runs it. He's been it's been getting more and more popular because he's gotten some big name celebrities on this thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just basically interviews celebrities, and in front of them is like ten chicken wings. Each with a different hot sauce. And, and they, they go progressively get hotter. hotter. On a Scoville scale, they'll get hotter and hotter and hotter. So okay. they'll start, you'll see, like, I think in the first season, he starts out with, like, Valentina, but the black label Valentina, so it's pretty hot. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then just kind of works his way up to, like, megaton atomic, you know, child killer, or mm-hmm. whatever it's called. Because yeah, they're all called yeah, something yeah. stupid like B- that. Bear spray. He just sprays bear spray on his <laughs> literally, He literally, some of the people have uh, hallucinated on the show. While they're sitting there, they're going, oh, my God, I'm seeing stuff. Who was the, uh, there was one Actress on there. Oh, it was. Uh, the one that surprised me was Natalie Portman. Natalie yeah, Portman I awesome, but, uh, I just watched that one. I just watched that. Charlize Theron. She did great up until one sauce, and then she just like picked up the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> she just tossed it away, like threw it in the garbage. Like, Fuck you, sauce. You know, you know who was amazing was Rachel Ray. She was yeah. just like she was eating them. Went all the way up to the hottest one. She's just casually eating. It. She's going, yeah, that tastes pretty good. 
<laughs> I was. Like, I think that was the only person who's ever well, been on that show. Well, you know, Rachel Ray's the queen of condiments, right? I didn't know that. She is the queen of condiments. She has, in her style of cooking, she has all of the condiments included in her cooking. So it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me that hot sauce is like, you know, just a just an average Tuesday. She puts every condiment in every recipe. Is not, not every <laughs> It's called Rachel Ray sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not like not like mustard and ketchup and all that stuff. I want like, some she Ray has a lot sauce. of like add-ons and like. We're, so we're watching her on Beer. Worst Cooks of America right now. She's one of the judges for this yeah. season. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, I, 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 re- I recognize from part of her shows, her cooking shows, that she has a, an expansive, like, we need 100 things to make this grilled chicken. Oh, oh. So she's doing that same thing on yeah. Worst Cooks. And all of the contestants are like, Jesus Christ, there's a <laughs> lot of stuff going into these pancakes. <laughs> Fuck. What? But it's Rachel Ray. So... She's using 57 sauce in, uh, Heinz 57 sauce in pancakes. Mm. <laughs> no. I do like her cooking, though. I will, I, I do, will, too. I will I'm, not, I'm not criticizing, I'm not criticizing her by joking about this, but, um, yeah. Yeah, he's had a few, he's had a few, uh, food, food network people on, and they're all, they're all pretty much the same like that. They're not phased by that. From, uh, Boundary Bay. Wow. It is. In Mariner's Colors. Uh, Fielder's Choice, Bellingham Bell's oh. Golden Ale. Bellingham Bells. I forgot about them. Everyone does. It's true. I'm going to go put the beer that I brought in the fridge because it's um, it's been warming for hours. Yeah, I forgot to put it in the fridge last night. Mmm. So you know that's going to be special. Uh huh. Well, you know, England just won their World Cup game. Oh, yeah. How does Sweden feel about that? What? Nice seg. Pretty bad. Wait. Hold on. It's like they're. Uh, we need to find a better way so I can hear Dave. Oh, oh, I see. What, Dave? Oh, there was lots of crying. Really? Well, Sweden hasn't doesn't normally do like this well. Like nobody expected Sweden to do this well, so they were super excited to be there. Yeah. And then, then they got their asses kicked by England. Yeah. My Bellingham Beer Week glass that I stole from uh, <laughs> not Boundary. Where did I steal that from? The local. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I know where I stole it from. Um, the Copper Hog. Yeah, that's all. Oh, <laughs> I, I've stole like four glasses from there. It's a relic. <laughs> it yeah. is from 2015. Wow. From the original Copper Hog. What is this again? This is the Boundary Bay. This is the Boundary Bay Golden Ale, the uh, Bellingham Bell's Golden Ale. Mm. It is a golden ale. It smells so, delicious. Shall we? Shall we begin? Yes. Shall we? That was ten minutes worth of warm up. I'd say we're good. Let's go. Rhubarb. Rhubarb. What? <laughs> this this one's for Mike Mechalikahive. Mechaini Ho. Hell yeah. That makes me sad. I know that he's himself. not here. Because I miss him doing that. It was a nice little segue into the... Uh, Intro. I liked the little virtual mic thing we were doing for a while, but to be honest, it was a pain in the fucking ass to put that together. (laughs) It's a virtual pain in the ass. Well, we would play it live so we could all react to it as if he were sitting here, and then I would take his recording and literally line it up just perfectly Uh, in the thing so that it sounded like he was literally sitting here with us talking and we were reacting to him. And it would, if I lined it up just right, it would, it would cancel out the sound of the one we were playing live, like out of someone's phone. Uh-huh. But I'm mean, fucking pain in the ass to do that. Because it, inevitably, about halfway through, just slightly get out of sync. And I go, oh, fuck. So I have to zoom way in, take out the tiniest little slice of the audio, push them back together, and then start it playing again. Oh, like, man. Pain in the ass. That, 
you know, you telling me that, it just inspires me. Here's an idea. You could go back into the archives yeah. of all of the Beer Plus 3 podcasts, and you can splice together conversations <laughs> with, with Mike's voice. Why, yes, Jeff, I have always thought your dick <laughs> is... Much tastier than mine. <laughs> we just we need him on a soundboard so he can just hit little phrases and stuff. How's it going, Mike? Great. Yeah, just just, just sound bites. I mean, that's great, all you really great, need great, from great, him. Great, 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 great. My balls hurt. <laughs> it wouldn't be that much work, would it? So I want. No, it would be like fifteen minutes. I want you all to know about how much I love you. Yes. I am missing Community Day this month for Pokemon Go. <laughs> community Day? Yeah, every month they have a Community Day, and the community gets together, and we have a big old party, and I'm missing it. So I'm that's sorry. how much I love you guys. Today I could have gotten a squirtle with sunglasses on it. A squirtle the, with sunglasses on it? The important thing to remember is that she doesn't love you guys enough to not tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that classy. Oh, well.